In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in. To kind of catapult the propaganda. It's time for the October 2nd edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a reality-based mash of contemporary events compiled from the world's great newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com and ripped in part from Harper's Magazine at Harper's.org. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And now the news. Thousands of protesters are dead, and the bodies of hundreds of executed monks have been dumped in the jungle, a former intelligence officer for Burma's ruling Junta revealed. Thousands of military troops have taken over downtown Rangoon as the military junta intensifies its efforts to crush a wave of pro-democracy protests. I happened to see a little, uh, well, it was a YouTube, but it was a TV broadcast from that uh, uh, about a week ago. Mm. uh, Of it, it was government TV. Oh, is it? And they were saying, don't pay attention to anything you hear being reported in the outside world. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, God. As I was watching this, the little, you know, the uh, little film uh, clips that were coming across from people's phones and things like that, and you're seeing this expectation, something terrible is going to happen, but you hope it doesn't. Yeah. You just know that this has been one of the most repressive regimes in the world, and you know they're going to react violently. You're just hoping that somewhere, somehow... Somebody will step in and stop it, but apparently not. They're talking thousands of dead uh-huh. and monks, and oh, it's a terrible situation. I hope the Chinese step up. They do have some sway there. I don't know what the UN can do, but. Uh, the American embassy reiterated its support for a united Iraq. That's, that's kind of odd because the Senate, uh, oh yeah, with Joe Biden yes. had approved a, uh, a bill that calls for Iraq to be divided into federal regions controlled by separately by Kurd Sunnis and Shiites, and yet the uh, yeah. our embassy over there said uh, it's not going to work very well, and it wouldn't work very well. They're, they're dividing up the country. Well, yeah, the, this is. I, I think most Iraqis too are in favor of keeping the country unified. Well. That was one of the things that I remember hearing about the time that we were going to invade, which was that Iraq, even though there are these very serious divides between the Sunni Shiites and the Kurds, did have a very strong sense of nationalism, that there was a very strong identity as Iraqis. What was that wonderful documentary that uh, we saw? One of the first documentaries, it followed three lines. Iraq and Fragments. Iraq and Fragments. Yeah, that was the feeling you got out of that, Mm. even though the country was fragmented. Right. Each of those people seemed to be saying... Yeah, but we want to be Iraqis, right? You know? And now you you know with the, the with this uh, war, they we've really been the agents that have introduced uh, a very strong and abiding sense of uh, religious uh, violence into this religious based violence Who? and sectarianism. Us? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, you know who? I don't know how this comes out. I, mean, I wonder where that comes from. I don't know from. where. We don't, we don't was, have any they, they, they violent talk, religious they, type yeah. thoughts coming out of this country. They talk about this inevitability of uh, the Shiites and the Sunnis fighting and all. And I don't know if it was always inevitable, but it just seems like it is now. And what's going to happen is we're going to introduce Iran very dramatically into this conflict. What's inevitable? Uh, the spread of sectarian violence because the Iran is predominantly Shiite. Which is which is the predominant population in Iraq, and then of course the Saudis are predominantly Sunni as as are. Hasn't it already happened? 
Well, really what it is is we're, we haven't quite recognized it, but we are beginning to see, or we are seeing a regional war. This is just the first step in what will probably be a war in Syria, Jordan, probably Iran at our, at our, under our undertaking, I should say. And then eventually the Iranians will start firing um, missiles into the oil fields in Saudi Arabia. And you will see, yeah, it will be a regional war. I hate to go on a date with you. I know. Am I sounding too dire? A February 2000 transcript of a meeting between George Bush and Spanish Prime Minister Jose Maria Anzadar. Yeah. You hear about this. Surface showing that Bush had knowledge that a month before the U.S. invasion of Iraq, Saddam Hussein signaled that he was willing to go into exile as long as he could take with him a billion dollars and information on weapons of mass destruction. I don't know what that means. Information on weapons of mass destruction. I don't even know either. No, I, but I, I know what a billion dollars is, and we seem to have wasted far more than a billion dollars. Even in those, uh, those pallets. Well, that was $12 billion, right? Yeah. In the pallets. Yeah. We could give them, you know, just, what, one pallet? One pallet of money? This thing would have... Uh, <sighs> We yeah. wouldn't have had to yeah. waste 3,000 American lives and half a million Iraqi lives and displaced millions of people and we destroyed just, the, yeah. uh, the heritage of our civilization. Yeah, we, we, oh, what the heck? Yeah, we, we, just, uh, we just passed the 3,800 mark on dead American soldiers, which doesn't even begin to take into account the thousands of wounded and the people that have been severely traumatized who will come back. Here to the United States. Sounds like you've been severely traumatized. I, do I? I'm, I'm really sounding. I know. I got. Uh-huh. I got to perk up here. But it is. It's a Blackwater. Yeah. yeah. The notorious U.S.-based private security firm received a contract worth up to ninety-two million dollars from the Department of Defense. This was after the uh, the involvement in two separate violent incidents in Iraq. Yeah. The uh, unprovoked killing of. I don't know what the count is, the body count, somewhere between 15 and 30 Yeah, Iraqi civilians. Yeah, they're saying somewhere, yeah, exactly right. The, the last one, the, the last major one that, that got them in the hot seat and, uh-huh. and people talking about getting kicked out of Iraq and all. That's right. They're, hired guns. Hired guns. And the, the, according to the State Department, we got State uh, Blackwater Department. employees have been involved in over 56 shootings while guarding U.S. diplomats. That's what we're saying that they've been involved with. Yeah. Undoubtedly, there have been many, Well, their many guns more. have been fired. It doesn't mean that they've hit anyone. It doesn't mean that anyone's gone down. It doesn't mean that anyone's died. But they've, they've just discharged firearms toward Iraqis 56 times. And, it seem, and then uh, Congress, that, is, call, of... Congress is calling the, uh, the founder of Blackwater before Congress today to testify on the behavior of his mm-hmm. people. So well, maybe something good will come of that. You think? No. Investigative journalist Seymour Hirsch, who we've had on this program. That's right. He reported a significant increase in the tempo of planning for a war with Iran inside the Bush administration. Now, when we had him on, we talked about this exact thing. Exactly. About uh, what's going to happen in Iran. He said, uh, keep your second uh, passport. Yeah. uh, Keep your passports uh, up to date, as he put it. And uh, be ready. He said that we're entering into a very, very unusual time, one that he has never really seen in his lifetime in america mm-hmm. he'd be in, i think you guys should go out together because we're in this <laughs> we're in the same mode mope around yeah you know? we could uh, and then what happened after that seymour yeah republican henry waxman yeah from uh down there in by uh, the way west like, la area yeah well let's just before we finish that yeah. by the way there are now 
acknowledged to be three aircraft carrier groups in the Gulf. Three. Three. You've been saying that for a long time. And, and three, yeah. As if this is news. There have been three aircraft no, carrier groups. No, they're finally... Bege- they're fin- no, when they've sent the third one over there, they said they were going to swap it out with one of the other ha- carrier groups. That's now, not what you told me last time. No, that's... That's because what do you I mean, kn- no. You keep saying no. I'm you t- told me last time there are going to be three. There's three aircraft carriers right. over there. I said okay. Uh, now it's like a month later. You're telling me no, there's it's three. A couple aircraft- months later, and, and I'm telling you, okay, the official story later. was no. A couple months later. Listen, listen. No, one month. Listen. A cu- the, the official story was that was going to replace one of. That was the official story. Oh, don't worry about that because it's been said all along that when that third aircraft carrier group arrives in the Gulf, we uh-huh. are going to attack Iran. That is mm-hmm. that is one of the major signs that we are going to attack. And, and see, but, but my take on all those things is you know that, right? Yeah. So do the Iranians. Yes. So it's 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 a show of 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 it's a threat more than it is uh, a a sign that we are going to attack. If you let someone that know resolution, that, it, that Senate resolution last week about, you know, sense of the Senate that Iran, the, the uh, Revolutionary Guard is a terrorist group, uh, that we, they're beginning to put together these kind of little building blocks that's gonna, that Bush will stand up in front of Congress one day and said, you've given me the authority to right, do this. Right, you are, but you're changing the subject. Okay. The idea that, that we send a third aircraft carrier over there, yes. and since you know about it, the and, every, and the whole world knows about it. Yeah. This this is posturing. This this may come to pass that we do attack them, but but the the fact that the aircraft carrier group is over there is more of a posture than it is a sign that we are going to attack. It makes attack more think, of a possibility. I think it makes an attack inevitable. No. I do. Well, that, that's why you should go out with Seymour Hurt. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, you guys could talk about in. It doesn't make an attack inevitable. If you know, I'm what? Do you want to make a bet? You want to do one of those again? Like yeah. your your peak your one hundred dollar one hundred dollar you know, like barrel. Eight months ago, it was going to yeah. be a hundred dollars a barrel. Actually, it was about a year ago. I made it was bet. on March the fifteenth. I've said I said exactly, but yeah. I did. Say, it was about a year ago. I made the bet. Well, yeah, by March 15th. Yeah, I said by that, March 15th. It would be at $100. Mm-hmm. I, I was wrong. Okay. I admit it. Republican, no, Representative Henry Waxman, who who hangs out in Los Angeles, I hear, charged that Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice and her aides are trying to impede congressional probes into corruption in Iraq and the activities of Blackwater. So Rice is trying to stop us from investigating what's going on. There. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. What do you that, think? That, yeah, well, and didn't they, uh, wasn't there something about... They were supposed to give him some information. You know, when you turn your head to the side. I know, I know. I realized I was it, turning and looking. I was lo- looking at my computer, and I shouldn't be. But they were trying to get information, and the people at the State Department says, "Oops, we we can't find the dog ate your the papers that you wanted." Mm-hmm. And so they're they're trying to they're hemming and hawing about giving them information about Blackwater. Yeah. Yeah. Opposition led by Russia forced the Bush administration to slow its drive for tighter United Nations sanctions against Iran and give the Islamic Republic until late November to disclose its entire nuclear program to UN inspectors. What? Yeah. Yep. That's and defense stocks hit new highs. Yeah. When Robert Gates, our defense secretary, requested an extra forty two billion dollars in funding for the war. That's you know a third over what they projected. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they went close to two hundred billion, and they went. Oops. You know these 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 numbers things that are happening here. Yeah. yeah, 
if you, if you put them together yeah. and you talk about them. Me and Seymour have been doing that. We've been like uh, putting Seymour them... is talking about what if, what if, what if. We've Ooh, been putting them out, together. Watch we, out, watch we've out. We've been talking. You've been talking. I appreciate that you talk about things like, and I haven't heard it today, that the $42 billion, the, the, this is money that's going into people like Blackwater's pockets. Yeah. That what we're talking about here is finance, yeah. not not about foreign policy. The foreign policy is is just a, a, an extracurricular activity for these guys in power. Yeah. What, what it's about is is uh, the uh, stock market uh, blowing up because we're not blowing up, expanding, mm-hmm. people making more money because uh, our taxpayer money, yeah. yours and mine. Yeah is going to prop up a war, is going to put money into the pockets of Halliburton and Lockheed and McDonnell Douglas. I heard this over the weekend, so I'm talking, and they've said, they said that a very learned person been in the, been in the government and all, he said that uh, American foreign policy has almost always been an extension of our domestic uh, agenda. It's almost always been, basically, if you frame what we do, abroad by what's going on politically here in America, it's a much closer read to what's the reality of it. And to me, that is true in the sense that the war on terror is a way to continue to get Republicans reelected, to to frame what happened on 9-11. I'm not saying that what happened, I want to be careful about this. What I'm saying is the reaction to 9-11 has always been politically motivated in the sense it re- gets it helps Republicans continue to be reelected by being the party that will stand up and and uh, protect you. So you're saying it's not about money? And and by virtue of that, well, and my contention is is that Republicans represent capital generally speaking, and it used to be that Democrats represented people. And I think that that is the tension between that should be the tension between the two political parties. Unfortunately, the Democrats also that's, rep- that's so simplistic, though. Well, the Republicans of course it's simplistic. Rec- but- the Republicans rep- represented business, which also included people. Well, d- d- yes. Yeah. Well, okay. It's, but, but, but for people who were involved in business, and the Democrats traditionally in, uh, they used uh, to uh, represented the labor, the people who would work for the businesses. Right. There's so, two so, sides. To say people versus capital yeah. is is uh, is framing things in your own way. Yeah, and that's why I'm here. But, no, uh, it isn't. I thought you know this. This is the whole problem. No, Pe- people have to. Have, I, they they I, don't I, look at what's what is what is. They want to change it to what. I, as I said, I started to say give it's them a, the most leverage. As I said, I gen, gen, this in general terms. I'm not talking. Yeah, I could run down a, a list of things that Republicans support that are yeah. people centric. Uh huh. Yes, their social agenda tends to be more in that vein. But when it comes to anything other than social agenda, they represent capital. And Democrats tend to represent. Well, let's call it let's call it business, okay? Can well, we can we call it business? I, can we call it rich people? I call it capital. You call it tomato. I call it tomato. It, well, that, it, it's and, very and much it's the capital. same. Okay. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, again, you're framing it. Okay. There are people involved in capital who believe it's it has to do with greed. Yeah. Is what we're saying here. This thing has to do with greed. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to do with simply capital. They they are not inhuman. They just believe that that owning a fiberglass boat in Newport Harbor makes them the top chicken. Okay, and and that's basically a stupid concept. But that's what they believe in. There are people that actually believe that. 
There are people, believe it or not, Mike, uh-huh. if you drive down the Coast Highway by Newport and you see those stockpiles of fiberglass floating in the water yeah. that aren't going anywhere, right. Right. those people think that, I don't know, that that is a status, that, that this is important, that this is their joy in life. Well, These are real it's, people. It's, well, it's the, yeah, it's, the, yes. It's this the, isn't just capital floating out there. These are, well, they wouldn't these have are the those pres- wooden, they wouldn't have those fiberglass boats floating in Newport Bay if they didn't have capital. Yes, that re- yes it, you are right. And, if, and it wouldn't matter to the people who are trying to make money whether or not those people had those boats in Newport Bay or, or Hong Kong Bay. Yeah. Again, it doesn't matter again, at no. all. Let's, and let's, I'm let's, saying that the people in our Congress don't give a damn whether or not the people the, the, that are, the, the money is floating around in Newport Bay or Hong Kong. I don't think that really matters. Well, no, of course not. But they still care about people with money or capital but well, the, but, but the it's thing is, the, but no it's but not it's just we're going to say people it's, it's some the people who are they represent capital oh, okay. and and people I, i'm you saying know, it's not that capital money, versus that, people that money it's, is attached to people yes i i yes people spend that capital uh-huh. but my contention is is that they wouldn't care as i said if it was in hong kong or in newport beach you're right and yes yeah. i'm talking about when we're talking politics you in keep america sliding around here mike i can't keep up with that right. A federal judge issued a stern rebuke of a key White House anti-terror law striking down as unconstitutional. Constitutional. Two pillars of the U.S. Patriot Act. That would be Anne Aiken, the judge that ruled that uh, using the act to authorize secret searches and wiretapping was uh, unconstitutional. So there are a couple of judges out there who actually still read the Constitution. Yeah. And believe in it. Here's, what, here's one that I kind of like. George Bush skipped all the events related to the U.N. discussions on global warming. Yeah. yeah. Except for dinner. He showed up for dinner <laughs> because he was holding, holding his own summit later in the week. Yeah. Reporters covering the Bush conference received a pocket-sized handout aimed at dispelling myths that we think about Bush. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. And this, these included the myth that... Bush refuses to admit that humans are a factor in climate change or that climate change is real. You know, George Bush believes climate change is real. How sad <laughs> is it that we're seven years, seven and a half years into his administration, yeah. and they have to do that in order to clarify, and yeah. I put quotes around that, the president's position on global warming. Why is that even, why are, why is that even part of a discussion? It's seven know. years into his administration. That's, I do want to get into this a lot because the Supreme Court's going to be making a lot of big decisions. Yeah, this is a big term. Uh, their, their, uh, their new term has begun. It began yesterday. Yeah. October, October 1st, 1st. You yeah. kick it off. First Monday, yeah. Three capital punishment disputes, the biggest being a fundamental look at lethal injection protocols and whether they represent cruel and unusual punishment. Another deals with the rights of foreigners on death row and a third about whether child rapists should be executed. The rights of accused terrorists held overseas by the U.S. government is another one, and whether the federal courts will have a say in how these prisoners will be tried before military commissions. Another case, the 100-to-1 disparity in federal sentencing for defendants in crack cocaine cases. Finally. They're saying 100-to-1, they get 100 years, somebody who has powder cocaine gets one. That's an exaggeration there, but that's pretty much the way it goes out. There's 100-to-1, 100 more crack users get busted than cocaine users. And another, whether a tough federal law to combat child pornography unfairly targets those who merely talk about or promise to distribute the indecent material without actually doing so. And one last, 
Also on the court's horizon is an appeal over government efforts to restrict gun rights in the same manner, in the, in the name of fighting crime. There you go. It's a big session. Yeah. And we've got... A contentious sentence. And we've got Al- Alito, Roberts, uh, yeah. Thomas. Yep. Uh, uh, how about this one? Okay. Physicists tell the administration that they're wrong about their de- missile defense claims. I like this one. Six leading scientists, including... Uh, some guy from MIT, say a proposed uh, sites in Poland, Czechoslovakia, will not be able to negate the nuclear, uh, Russia's nuclear deterrent, that their physics are wrong, basically, yeah. about the missile defense they've been claiming, you yeah. know, as the administration's been claiming, it's working, it's getting better. They're, these guys are saying no, and all the stuff you're saying that it will do, no, it yeah. won't. These are leading physicists. Well, it's, it's all about greed more than... And? Greed. Capital. Well, it's about people yeah. making money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There people who, who value money. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who value possessions. Why, did, why didn't we just give Saddam Hussein a billion dollars and tell him to find an island somewhere and let the... Let, okay. Well, if we had a Democrat in the White House, we would have just given him labor, I suppose. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. We would have given him a lot of... We could have, no. Internal emails revealed that the U.S. Transportation Secretary Mary Peters personally directed a behind-the-scenes lobbying campaign approved by the White House to oppose EPA approval of California's landmark standards reducing greenhouse gas emissions. So we have the federal government... Messing with us. Messing with us, yeah. Lobbying against the state of California. Because we're leading the parade in terms of... United Auto Workers reached a tentative deal with General Motors. Yeah. That would end the first strike in over three decades. Yeah. Apparently, I think, I think they've been... The unions just roll over on so much stuff anymore. Under the agreement, the union would run a health care program for retirees that General Motors would fund. Well, General Motors would get part of the funding. The union but, will have to put the funding in place to, uh, you know, uh, administrate this. Right. And yeah. I also... Heard that there's a huge, huge amount of money that they're uh, they're projecting for people who have the old, the uh, legacy uh-huh. uh, United Auto Workers, the older ones who are now retired. It's a huge amount of money that no one's quite sure how they're going to get that. Here's another one. I kind of I got a good on. one. I can yeah, I can well, go I, I got a good one. This is one that actually sounds good, and that I mean good news. Uh, apparently, the House has uh, passed the uh, expanding the child health insurance lo- bill. Oh, good! And that it, means Bush gets to veto it. Well, no, it's a veto. Uh, they defied the veto threat of the president and passed yeah. the measure by a vote of two sixty five to one fifty nine, oh, yeah. which means that it is veto if it, it would be veto proof. Yeah. Now, uh, the oh. uh, the Senate is expected to take up the uh, the measure later this week. Senate, well. Yeah, yeah, they'll get and rid that's of where, that veto stuff, and that's where yeah. it dies a horrible death yeah. because you are you're not going to get sixty five. Goes into veto land. Yeah, it goes to the veto land. Department of Homeland Security announced that the completion of a twenty million dollar virtual fence pilot project along the Mexican border near Tucson would be delayed because its cameras and radar were unable to distinguish people and vehicles from bushes and cows. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course it was. So, again, yeah. this, these are these are people. Yeah. Making money, just like like the uh, the science that you brought up with, with the uh, uh, our missile defense. Yeah. Well, this Same is thing. the nice thing for this two thousand mile border that will spend ungodly sums of money, billions and billions of dollars. Will be like Swiss cheese, and uh, people will be screaming, and it gives Lou Dobbs and all these other people lots and lots to talk about for the next ten years, and. 
how the, the, the federal government is incompetent. No, it's not incompetent. When you give contracts to your buddies, all your buddies who don't know what they're doing, things happen like just like this. All right. I know we're out of time. And finally, Mike. Yeah, yeah. And finally. Yeah, yeah. And finally. A traditional Chinese cafe has opened in Beijing's Forbidden City, replacing a Starbucks coffee shop that was forced to shut after protests. Weekly Signal's Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. To learn more about Weekly Signals or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com. And be sure to visit nathancallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals.